and welcome to episode number 37 of the DOS Game Club podcast. I'm Martijn, Martijn on the forums, and uh, I, well, I'm, I've i already tripped myself up uh, because <laughs> I want to introduce other people, but I also want to say that we're talking about Wipeout. Uh, we've been playing Wipeout in November. Uh, the... I think most people know it as a PlayStation game, but actually the, it was released on DOS as well. So uh, that's pretty cool. Now, of course, I'm not going to talk about this game alone at all. Uh, so first of all, as usual, he's here, our regular co-host, Florian. Hey. Hey. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Martin. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? Fine, fine. Cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good at making small talk. <laughs> Oh, it's actually a big list. Let's let's just go through the other names. Um, also here from England, it's Tim. Hello. Hello. Also known as Spacefarer on the forums, right? That's me. Yeah. Cool. Cool that you managed to join again. Mm. Um, it's actually sort of because of you that we're here now, right? I mean, yes. We were sort of scrambling <laughs> to uh, to get assembled because you you want to go to see the new Star Wars movie in about two hours or something. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we're, we're on the clock, guys. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, better get on with it. But, yeah, very nice that you wanted to join us. Glad to be here. Uh, and also joining again uh, from France, it's Marwan. Hello. Hi, guys. Hello. Very nice. I think it's been a while, Marwan. Yeah, happy to be back. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if I've been to any podcast episode uh, since uh, the, the revision meetup. So, yeah. Yeah, glad exactly. to be back. Very nice. And uh, yeah, I think you're a bit of a racing fan. So these these fast games are always... <laughs> yeah, anyway, we'll talk about that later. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, and last but not least, a new member is joining us. It's Elias. Hello. Hello. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, known as Pumpoli on the forums and on IRC, right? I think I'm a Pumpoli as well on the forums, but I'm really not sure. <laughs> well, uh, you're, you're on our IRC chat anyway, so yeah, I see. I'm, yeah, yeah, completely there. And you've been there for a while, actually. Uh, I remember getting invited like two years ago or something, exactly. at least. Yeah, so I've been, exactly. I've been there, but lurking in the shadows. Oh, waiting <laughs> for a chance. <laughs> for me, it feels like you've always been part of this endeavor. Hmm. But it's cool that you're now actually on on our little podcast and, and talking about this game. Yeah, it is. Yeah, very nice. Uh, yeah, so Wipeout is is what we're going to talk about. The uh, 3D pot racing game from 1995 by Psychnosis. Let's just dive in, right? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Missile. Now, because we're scrambling a bit, I, I didn't actually look up who suggested that we play this game. Does anyone know? Was it Toasty by chance? I think so. 
I think it was uh, Mike, known as Toasty on the forums, who who suggested it, but I'm not 100% sure. I know he's a big fan. It was. Yeah. It was Toasty. So uh, he's, a, he's a big fan. He's always talking about that we should play Wipeout. And, uh, it's a shame he's not here. Yeah, it is. But I, I think he's, he's visiting family for Christmas, so he didn't bring his microphone. And, uh, well, there you go. So... Uh, yeah, so he couldn't join, but he did suggest the game, and he also played it a lot, uh, as proven by the wipeout scoreboard that we uh, that we put up. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's basically a copy of the Grand Prix circuit scoreboard that we made. Uh, the same tracks as well. Well, <laughs> <laughs> just just change the names and uh, and and the, the 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 teams and the classes and stuff. But yeah, it's essentially the same thing. Um, I think he's up there for most of the tracks, if not all of them. All oh, of them, man. actually. Yeah, he's got the top score on all of them. Except for the last one, which Firestar, nobody did Firestar, apparently. No, no, I think that one only unlocks off after you've won all the championship uh, or something. Even as a rapier? You have to win the championship as a rapier, right? I think so, yes. I think it's not available from yeah, the start. But first so. you got to unlock the rapier. Yeah, uh, we get page from... Uh, Wipeout of Phantom mm. Wiki, uh, they listed it as a secret track. Oh, so, yeah. Right, exactly. So it's not even. It's not really a secret anymore, but like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back then it was like, oh, yeah. you get a new track when you complete everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, sad that, that, that Mike couldn't be with us, but he's here in spirit and, <laughs> and as proven by all his super fast times. I think he's consistently like. 20 seconds faster than any <laughs> us, so pretty, pretty much yeah yeah he's also the only one who unlocked i think the, the rapier mm, that's true that's true yeah and that does make you a lot faster but we'll get into all that stuff in a in a little bit so uh i think it would be interesting to just see who played this game before and who hasn't so um maybe we can start with you elias oh uh, yeah have you played this game before i think you have yeah, I have. I mean, that's kind of the main reason I'm talking <laughs> yeah. uh, with with us today. So yeah, uh, I've played this a ton of ton of this back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, but then mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it was the second question there was it how you remember it? I I, I never remember having to uh, battle with DOSBox and uh, <laughs> PlayStation emulation or anything like that. So. <laughs> and I didn't get it yeah. running this time. Oh, oh, that's oh, no. so. I haven't played it <laughs> recently. Oh, right. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, and that's that's really really weird because I didn't get even the PlayStation version running for whatever reason. Oh. It just didn't go. It didn't go past the uh, the intro cutscene or the video yeah. at all. So hmm. <laughs> no game for me. Oh, that's that's month. too bad. But then again, I've played this so much that I pretty much know it. Exactly, exactly. And and did you play it on the PlayStation back in the day, I think? Or did you play it actually on DOS? I actually had it uh, on PlayStation as well. But then my like first memories of Wipeout were, were on PC. Oh. It was the, the demo, demo version was part of some uh, CD game collection thing. And I got that as pretty pretty young... So before I had before we got a PlayStation, we had a PC that 
could run some games. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that was on there. Okay, and that's cool. It, it only had the first level, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, or something. So it, it was just a dem- demo, but still, yeah, my earliest memories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super cool. I I think that's interesting because I think for a lot of people this really is a PlayStation game, and yeah, and for me the series as as a whole is mainly PlayStation yeah. as well. But then this game is like the original one is still kind of the PC game. Yeah. Even though I played it a lot on the PlayStation as well. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's interesting because I think for a lot of people, they're not even aware that there is a DOS version of this game. Yeah. So you having played it like originally on the PC, that's really cool. I don't think I played it. I mean, it's it's weird because it's just the demo demo version for like the first level or something. <laughs> like it's not the actual full game. Even no. I I don't know anyone who has played the full game <laughs> back when it came out. No, no, it was not very well known for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, it just really wasn't. Yeah, yeah. But but I think you can have a lot of fun just playing the first level. Really. Yeah, and I mean, it was difficult as hell as a kid. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just not touching the sides is a quest in itself. Yeah, yeah. and not knowing <laughs> and not knowing there's air brakes like that's. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I learned about those uh, in, on like Wipeout Three on PlayStation. So. <laughs> to yeah, be honest, exactly. I think even here for the the Skim Club, um, a lot of us mostly played the first race just to practice the mm-hmm. controls and try to yeah. master them. Mm, that's true. <laughs> and try to beat Toasty's high score as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first track is also just really good, I feel. I feel it's just really enjoyable to play that first track. So, yeah, I can totally see just playing that one over and over and trying to beat the the time and the score. So, yeah. yeah. And the, if I remember right, the demo actually did have like both of the uh, difficulties, like well, had Rapier and uh, what are the ones in? Yeah, Phantom. Phantom, yeah. Mm. So it. It, it, it had both of those, so like you could play the oh. first track with any either one. So wow, yeah. And did it have all the ships as well? The the four teams. I can't remember. No, I remember only flying one, and it might be just me sucking at reading <laughs> English in a menu, like <laughs> like all all of my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's nice. It's only after I actually learned English that I've been able to <laughs> enjoy those games fully. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Wipeout, you don't really need to read anything, really. No, no. just click forward and, oh, oh I'm driving. Yeah, exactly. So that's perfect. Uh, do, do you think yeah. you played it around the time it was released? I, it was released in 1995, I read. No, definitely not. I'm, I, I was born in 1996. So. Mm, then, then probably not. Probably not a year before. It was probably (laughs) no. (laughs) I mean, it was probably around the year two thousand or something. Yeah, or after that. So right after that, like two thousand one, two, something like that. Because that's pretty much when we had the computer and the console. But we've been like one generation uh, late with everything. Hmm. So exactly. Yeah, I think that's true for a lot of people. I mean, I remember I was in uh, in school in the early 90s and all the other kids were having Commodore 64s and those kind of systems, which were like 10 years 
after the they originally came out. Yeah. Yeah. That's just how it is. People pass stuff on to kids as well, right? So yeah, people just give kids old stuff basically and then just here, go play <laughs> with this. So yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. But you were still pretty young then when you played this though. Oh yeah. It's basically the one of the first things I've done on a PC for oh. like uh, there's not much <laughs> before that, or yeah. at least not much that I can remember. Oh, that's cool. So that makes Wipeout sort of a special game for you then as well, I imagine. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of special games. E- 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 those, those games that were on the uh, demo collection hmm. CD was probably the like the ones that I have fond memories of. Yeah. So there's quite a bunch of games, but yeah, Wipeout really stands out since I've played it afterwards yeah, a lot as well. Exactly. Cool. Oh, that's nice. Um, so I imagine, uh, Tim, you also didn't play it in 95 when it came out? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, because that's the year I was born. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. Sort of the same problem, um, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't actually play the original, but I did play the follow-up 2097 mm-hmm. on the PlayStation. Right. And because I was about four years old when I played it, I really bounced off it. Because, <laughs> like with everything, yeah. uh, I wasn't very good at these games when I was a kid. No. Um, so I didn't really play it properly until I played it for the club. And I played both the DOS version and the PlayStation version. Nice. Sort of compared the two. Oh, that is nice. You mm. can tell us more about that, I'm sure, because that's... I think they're not that different, but also kind of a little bit different. So, yeah, should be interesting. The, the, the few differences they have are significant enough to make them yeah. distinct exactly. from each other. Exactly. So, yeah, that's interesting. So, you, I, I guess for you, it's a PlayStation game as well, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I had no idea it would come out on DOS until the, the suggestion came up. I was mm-hmm. like, what? Mm-hmm. How can this be? Yeah, I think that's true for a lot of people. It, it's true for me. I mean, I was totally around in 95 and I was into mm. these sort of games, but I had no idea this was a DOS game. I, to me, I saw the posters and it was, to me, a PlayStation game. I feel it was only advertised as a PlayStation game. So, yeah. It makes you wonder why they even bothered making a DOS version. Uh, no idea. Well, we'll talk a little <laughs> bit about the studio who made it. I think they had a, mm-hmm. a history making uh, PC games and, and games for other systems. So maybe it's from that. Maybe. Um, I remember them making just mostly PlayStation games. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely, they had a link with, with Sony, uh, Psychnosis, uh, yeah. the developers. Um, and they definitely made a lot of PlayStation games. But they made games for all sorts of systems, really. And yeah. I think it's from that that they also ported it to DOS. But mm. I don't know, yeah. Um, so, uh, Marwan, did you play it back in the day? Did anyone play it back in the day? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I didn't, um, like the others, I did not play the original one at launch because uh, I was too young. I yeah. was maybe uh, six years old. Mm. Uh, but uh, when I had the PlayStation, one of the first games I got was the third Okay. A game of the franchise. Okay. So I think uh, if, you, if we combine uh, all of us, I think we've played every uh, game in the series. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nice. I, I played the third one as well. So yeah, and oh, everything yeah. after that because it, that, it that, that's good. the time when I actually loved, like, fallen in love with the uh, series. So after that, I've been playing through them all. <laughs> ah, nice. I think I've played uh, uh, a PlayStation Two one. I think, mm-hmm. but it, it started to look like. Pretty much the same thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, there's a uh, lot of it, games in this series, and I think they're all sort of the same game. <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. The fact that I, I played the third game first, and then uh, to discover here the, the first one, mm -hmm. uh, I realized it's again pretty much the same thing, except maybe the third one <laughs> yeah. had better graphics and yeah. maybe a smoother difficulty curve. Yeah. But uh, honestly, the recipe was here from the first game, so yeah. it's really impressive. Yeah, that that's true. That's true. They really nailed it right on the first game. They got it right mm. and then just, yeah, polished it and, and improved the graphics, like you say. But yeah, and the core was there. Yeah, later with the physics changes. <laughs> yeah, I think it plays a little bit different, but, but the idea is sort of the same. Yeah, the idea is yeah, yeah. same throughout. So for you, it's a, it's a PlayStation game as well, I imagine one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I was surprised to learn it had uh, the first one has a, a DOS release. Mm -hmm. uh, I, uh, did, did any of the other original games uh, had a PC version? No, nothing. No. no, no. This is the first one. Is the only one. I think they had, they had PC versions, but they didn't have DOS versions. Yeah, that's actually true. I think I think they did release some for Windows. I think the twenty twenty ninety seven might have been also for Windows. But then uh, after that, nothing. No, it was not common. It was really focused at consoles. Uh, different ones as well. There's a Nintendo 64 one as well. And, and they released some for the Sega Saturn. But yeah, mostly it's PlayStation focused. Um, yeah. So no, it's only the first one is for DOS. So uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. I remember a couple of years ago, I was trying to, to find a PC game. Uh, Maybe from the Wipeout series or something mm. like that, but uh, it was surprisingly lacking on PC. Mm, so there, yeah. there are there are a couple of games. Uh, maybe we'll talk later, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it was really it seemed really like a, a, a console series. Yeah, that's yeah. This whole genre really is. I guess it comes from arcade games, and then it went to home consoles, and then yeah, I'm not sure if if PCs were really capable enough. Well, not at first, anyway. I mean, later with the 3D acceleration, then it improved. But at first, I think it was kind of difficult to to make this sort of 3D racing game. Yeah, and I think the controls, controls as well, like with a gamepad, this is much mm. easier yeah. to like, fly a spacecraft with a, like right. analog sticks and a, like... Like the air brakes as well. Like you, I wouldn't dream of playing this on a keyboard, would it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, it was uh, uh, it was almost unplayable for me uh, in, in a keyboard. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was like fifteen seconds of the, <laughs> the times of the leaderboard. <laughs> then I switched to to a controller, and it was uh, already a hundred times better. Yeah, yeah. But you can customize the keys though uh, to make it work a little better i think uh did, so did anyone stick to to keyboard controls here i i totally yes, played it I with did. keyboard controls uh, how did you, did you do it how did you map your buttons? yeah i created my own crazy ass keyboard scheme where like <laughs> random letters do sort of all sorts of things so i'm like <laughs> 10 finger typing when i'm playing the game <laughs> I, I, I want to see how your hands are positioned when you're playing. Yeah, it's the only way because I 
I, if you just play with the cursor keys, then there's just not enough buttons because you want to control the the air brakes, but also you want to control the weapons and the steering and the acceleration. So, yeah, I just use all the the normal keys, like the the the, the letter keys, you know, and just map them all in a row. So they're like, yeah, and and then just remember them. So I think I think I had like. Uh, Four four things on the left and four things on the right, all doing different things, and I could just type them all at once. So, I think I think that's pretty much how the default layout is because I use the default layout. Okay, um, and I, if I recall, it's Z and X to use the air brakes. Yeah, um, it, it works works reasonably well. Maybe that's why I didn't get a good time stamp because mm. <laughs> I was just using the defaults. Yeah, I I didn't really bother looking up the default controls, so I just made my own and just. Yeah, stuck to that. Mm-hmm. Ah well, I can't remember the defaults as well uh, at all. Like, yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, as I, as I haven't played this <laughs> in a <laughs> yeah, exactly. long, long time. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, last but not least, Florian, surely you've played it. Um, <laughs> I did actually play what? it uh, back okay. in the day for wow. I don't know about two minutes or something ah. like that, and I've been <laughs> I've been traumatized. Oh, oh, what happened? <laughs> Do you want to hear a very sad story? Yes. I'll tell it anyway. <laughs> um, so I was visiting my jerk cousin. And oh. he's like he's like like seven, eight years older than me. I don't know exactly how much. Oh, that's terrible, and yeah. He, he, had, he had a few friends over and they were playing wipeouts oh, no. and mm-hmm. listening to 90s techno music and stuff like that. And I thought, wow, this is so cool. I want yeah. to do it. And I was really getting onto their nerves and, and said, hey, let me play it. I can yeah, totally yeah. play this game, you know? And I, I did. And it was horrible. <laughs> I crashed oh, into God. all the walls. I, my yeah. timing was terrible. And yeah. then they made a lot of fun of me and ah. I went back to my parents. Ah. Oh. Oh. Such a shame. Uh, And then you never wanted to play Wipeout again. Exactly. Well, um, then there was a second trauma. Well, not not really a trauma. Um, A few years ago, I bought um, 2097 for the PlayStation for one Mm -hmm. of my retro gaming parties that I used to do every couple of months. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, this would be great for for multiplayer. And then it turns Mm -hmm. out the game doesn't actually support split screen multiplayer only no. via this PlayStation Link cable mm-hmm. yeah. apparatus. Yeah. And that that ruined the game entirely. Uh, yeah, I think that requires two PlayStations as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. And that also two means PlayStations. two PlayStation, two, two TVs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's I, I think they only came up with that so they could sell more PlayStations. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> You're probably not wrong there. <laughs> well, and you know, Sony also makes TVs. So yeah, exactly, uh, exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah, buy <laughs> two TVs and uh, and two Playstations and the cable between them, and then you'll play our game yeah, with exactly. your brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's if you can fit the two tellies and the two Playstations yeah. in your room. And they have to yeah, be I mean, pretty close because the cable was not that long. Nope. So mm. it's a really weird setup where you have like two televisions next to each other. It's, yeah, but yeah. well, uh, on that day on, on the retro gaming thing, we just decided to play F Zero X instead, which does mm. four way split screen mm. oh, and is yeah. a way better game anyway. So. Oh, Ooh, controversial! <laughs> yeah, controversial. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> ah, well, but uh, I, I don't think you knew there was a DOS version of this no, either. Not at no, all. not no. at all. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't play it either myself back in the day on DOS. I knew people who had PlayStations and who, who were into this, and it looked cool, but I didn't have a PlayStation myself. And 
I don't know. I was playing other games. Uh, so, yeah. It's just, I didn't know there was a DOS version of this. I don't think it was advertised very widely. It's uh, it's a bit of an old title, but it's cool that we're looking at it now because actually there are not that many of these 3D high-speed racing games for DOS uh, from this era. So uh, it's cool. And this is actually one of the better ones, I think. So definitely yeah. worth looking into. And it's also cool to to look at it uh, 20, 20 years later because... Uh, it's a kind of game that, uh, as a kid, you kind of love it, but also you don't get past the first couple levels because it's, it's too hard. Mm-hmm. So you have fun mm-hmm. and then kind of forget it and switch to something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, then to be older and actually try to understand the intricacies of the gameplay and the controls, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, uh, it brings another perspective to, to the game. Yeah. I think the, the people who must have played the game most must have been quite older at the time. Yeah, I think it was... I think that was mainly the PlayStation's whole thing to begin with, to be targeting slightly older people than, you know, not not the little kids that that had been targeted by Nintendo and the likes. I think the mm, whole maybe yeah. just the ads showed how it was not meant for just kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And also all the 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 contemporary music that goes along with it, all the the rave electronica kind of stuff is also kind of aimed at adults, right? It feels like the sort of culture that 11-year-old kids think is cool. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> totally. Yeah, that's sort of true. <laughs> I mean, it was cool back yeah, in the day. Definitely, so. Yeah, I agree. It, it's, it's just, yeah, it's super cool. Um, so I think, I think we should explain the game a little bit. I mean, we have named some bits, but... I imagine people might be listening to this who are not uh, fully aware of the game or haven't played it or just don't know the details. So maybe we should just introduce it a little bit. Uh, Sure. So who wants to explain the game a bit in broad strokes? Not all at once. (laughs) (laughs) How do you explain Wipeout? It's not something to explain, it's something to experience. Mm, Yeah, but there is a a sort of uh, a setting, right? I mean, it's set in the future. Uh, yeah. And it's it's with these anti-gravity racing, pod racing things. Kind of similar to Star Wars, I think, the the Phantom Menace film. It's it's sort of yeah. that. It's like a compact yeah. pod racer. Yeah. Yeah. But this pre does this predate Phantom Menace? Totally. I think it does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah by yeah, years. Yeah, like, by six yeah. years, yeah. I think. Totally. Yeah, I suspect uh, maybe it has inspired uh, the pods in, in Star Wars. Mm. I'm sure someone has to, to have played it. Mm. Uh, we'd have to check the production uh, the, <laughs> the pr- production that's about the, mo- the movie but yeah it wouldn't surprise me because the actual cars of the pod races do look kind of similar to the cars in well are they cars or what, what they're are not they? really they... cars are they I mean they don't have wheels and they're not no. on actually on the ground so uh, I guess they're well <laughs> not, not always no exactly <laughs> They uh, call it crafts. Yeah. Craft. Yeah, they're aircrafts, I guess, sort of. Aircrafts. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's not dissimilar to F-Zero either. Uh, no. Which Florian mentioned. The, the weirdest thing about this game is that if you want to describe it, it's basically uh, Mario Kart, mm-hmm. except it doesn't play at all like Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Kart, but the exact opposite. Yeah. Fantastic. No, that's a, yeah. I, th- I think everyone understands now. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, Mario Kart, but not Mario Kart. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, but the game, the gameplay. If you look at it, the, the, you have items to to wreck uh, other cars, mm-hmm. etc. It's uh, three three laps on different circuits mm-hmm. to try to finish first. Mm-hmm. It's basically mm-hmm. the same formula. Yeah, but uh, in a whole different uh, atmosphere and uh, physics system and setting. It's a really uh, futuristic uh, setting uh, and mature, uh, like we said. So, really, uh, it's a different kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm. it's basically at the core. It's uh, I think they even say said it themselves uh, that the the game was a lot inspired by Mario Kart. Yeah, I think at the time there was um, uh, the um, Super Mario Kart One. I think on Super NES, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it was already out yeah. and uh, already very popular. So it was uh, probably a huge uh, inspiration for them. Mm-hmm. But uh, they didn't go uh, full 3D yet, so there, there was some margin to improve on the formula. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. yeah and the original F Zero had also been out by like five years or something like that. Yeah, and I think that they are much closer than Mario Kart actually, except for the shooting. Which game? Uh, F-Zero. F-Zero, oh yeah. Mm, true. It is kind of just like a heavier F-Zero, isn't it? It's just slightly different physics. And weapons. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just thinking like, it wasn't this more physics-y than F-Zero back then? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, totally. So like, this slower like well. F- F-Zero plus physics. Yeah. <laughs> where F-Zero was more like speed. Yeah. Or the feeling of speed, at least. Yeah. Yeah. In the first or whichever, unlike Wipeout, which is uh, has a feeling of words. <laughs> <laughs> and Wipeout is also uh, properly 3D, right? I mean, this is all yeah. a real 3D vehicle on a real 3D track, which is sort of novel for this kind of game. I think it's one of the first ones to really do this. Yeah, it, it is at, at least at the fro- forefront of 3D yeah. games, racing games, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because even if you think about if you think about Mario Kart 64, that that had 2D characters on a 3D um, environment, so it was even ahead of that. Mm-hmm. Well, but it had characters. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think also Slipstream 5000 came out the same year as uh, Wipeout. Mm, right. Does anyone know that one? It's uh, also proper 3D on DOS. Okay, that's cool. I have not played that. I have played other 3D racing games that were sort of released at the time. I played things like more realistic stuff, you know, like like uh, IndyCar racing game, which was also 3D, and, and Sega Rally, and that sort of stuff. And uh, Yeah, those are came, coming out. But yeah. And as well, yeah. Oh, it's uh, apparently the years um, that the first Need for Speed game was out. Mm, oh. Right, exactly. Exactly. And also, and also another Psygnosis game uh, called Destruction Derby. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that a little later? Or apparently, yeah, the first one is 1995. Oh. Unless, uh, unless my notes are wrong. No, no, no. It, it, it can be right, but it, it seems like they made all these games at once. Then that's uh, kind of impressive that they worked on multiple games at once. Uh, I suspect maybe it was more as a publisher and not a yeah, not maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe that's a good point. We'll definitely dive I mean, into Psychonauts. It wasn't Psychonauts really the developer of most of the games they. Had. Yeah, they acted more like a publisher, although they did really develop they did. Wipeout. I think they developed pretty much, at least Wikipedia says, for for Wipeout the series. Yeah, 
it says Sykes Magic as the uh, developer yeah. and Sony as the publisher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they did publish other games, Psychnosis, but Wipeout, they really yeah. were the developer. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so uh, let's let's talk a little bit more in depth about the game. Um, it It's only single player, isn't it? There's no multiplayer in this uh, first DOS game, I think. I didn't see it anyway. I think the multiplayer came out in like the Wipeout 3. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, so it's just single player racing. Um, and there's, there's. Oh, well, with the, with the link cable, of, yeah. like, sure, but. Yeah, did, did the first Wipeout also support the link cable on the PlayStation? I don't know. I think so, yeah. Mm, okay. I remember it doesn't have any. The option, at least, I didn't have two PlayStation ones. No, nobody has. This. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who does? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but I don't think the DOS version supports any multiplayer whatsoever. Uh, no split yeah. screen and no network either. Uh, I, at least I didn't see it. Um, it does have three uh, single player game modes: uh, time trial, single race, and the championship. I think championship. That's that's really the core game, isn't it? Like the other yeah. modes are really like a sort of practice for. It, it's it's really yeah. It's a little bit weird because championship is what you you typically want to start with first. Yeah. But then you realize you're stuck <laughs> because you're too bad at it. Yeah. And then you you switch to either time trial to learn the tracks, mm-hmm. or later to to race single race mode to actually fight with. Uh, other cars mm-hmm. and then you can go back once you have practiced every single track <laughs> you can back to to play the championship and actually finish that thing exactly mm-hmm. yeah i think that's a very typical way to approach this game just dive into a championship and then be lost in every race <laughs> <laughs> and then think hmm maybe i should actually learn this <laughs> back to the drawing board yeah <laughs> Yeah, because the championship mode, it immediately throws you into, uh, well, almost all of the tracks the game has to offer, right? You can't really choose which ones you do. It's just, here's all of them. Yeah, it's a a bit like a fighting game where where you have to to win against uh, every situation to to really finish the game. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, all six tracks in order you have to get in the top three Mm -hmm. to reach the the next one. You have three attempts i think uh, on each track to 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 succeed mm-hmm. and uh, if you fail it's game over yeah exactly so it's quite balanced between being punishing and let you letting you try if you fail a little bit but uh, you can't really practice tracks on the championship mode no mm. no exactly yeah it's it's indeed a little bit like a game like mortal kombat for example where you uh, just have to beat everyone it's uh, it's a bit similar Gameplay wise to that to that structure of uh, yeah yeah so if you if you're not in the top three it just kicks you out altogether you have a, a couple attempts to retry <laughs> right, right. but uh, yeah so it it feels uh, very satisfying when you when you manage to to get third place at the last minute uh, <laughs> yeah yeah at at your last attempt otherwise you'd have to yeah. to start over again feels like a win third place hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That sounds like another holdover from Super Mario Kart then, because I think that had a live system, where uh, which basically said did the same thing. If you weren't in the top three, then it just kick you out. Mm, right. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yes. Mm. 
Yeah, it's traditionally also the the podium positions, right? It's like the top yeah. three are celebrated and the rest are losers for losing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. None of those four fourth yeah. coming <laughs> losers. Isn't it kind of weird that that's what I found anyway? It it doesn't really start in a grid or something. You like you don't see all the other vehicles right at the start. You don't start all at once. You just start and then you catch up to one guy and then you meet another guy like half a lap down and then... Yeah, it's a really well... The game, like, uh, starting at least with, like, most of the time, the start, of, start was all, always like, oh, uh, everyone's, yeah, we at, we were stationary. Yeah. But then the AI just shoots off yeah. <laughs> at max speed yeah. in the beginning, being straight off. And you start as a normal, like wound up kind of way, like have to accelerate and whatnot. And the AI seems to just get to light speed immediately. Yeah, yeah it's really and then, weird. Then you come across them back in the uh, like second lap. But then again, there's the boost mm. uh, startup boost. I don't know if it's in the first one. I'm not sure. I didn't really figure it out. I don't know if anyone figured out how to do the boost start. I think it's no. possible, yeah. but I'm. It should be. It should be like kind of a kink in the acceleration of the. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I know what you mean. Yeah, I have to fill the throttle bar. Kink points. You should keep it there for the start and right. Just and then be at your and it should work. But at least in Wipeout Three, I remember just timing it at some point so that from hearing the countdown from like three, two, one, go mm-hmm. at some point, like at two or something, yeah. if I press accelerate uh, or press the button down now, it'll get to the exact boost point. Exactly. Uh, it's, still the case, it's still the case with the first one. Basically, uh, when the the announcer says one, just right there, when he finishes saying one, you can start holding the button and then you should be about at the right spot when the mm. the 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 race starts, but yeah, mm. even if you do a great start, a great start, it's really weird because uh, maybe you can reach seventh place uh, into the first corner if you get a, a really good start, but uh, you can see everyone else has flied off the, into the distance. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. What's up with that? The AI is just a bunch of cheats. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they really are. Uh, I remember yeah. in the first first game, I don't remember them being like really following the same physics as you yeah it's weird because they they start really fast but then during the race they're not really that fast are they i mean they're sort of fast but you can catch them up and you can overtake them so they're slower than you yeah so but the difference is they don't bump into the walls all the time mm, yeah yeah that's why they leave some margin for you neither do i so like (laughs) all right right (laughs) get you yeah and there's also, of course, lots of speed boosts and weapons to use, right? So you can take others out using those. Uh, yeah. The, are there, I mean, I mainly saw missile rocket type weapons. And there's also mines, I think. Or Yeah. And the shield. Yeah. There's two types of rocket. One of them homes in and one of them doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the mines... Um, I don't think I saw anybody hit them except for me. So <laughs> I think I've basically hit my own minds all the time. Um, there's the shield. Yeah, oh, the shockwave. Yeah. yeah, there's like an electric beam or something. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a shield, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
So she runs and then a turbo the turbo boost as well as yeah. pads. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, there's pads on the floor which which gives you a boost, and then there's these weapons and shields. Yeah. So yeah, you can use all those too. Yeah. Basically you're run of the middle Mario Kart power ups. <laughs> That's the Mario Kart <laughs> part of wipeout, right? Yeah. The power power ups. Yeah. 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 It's not bananas, but still, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's mines. It's gotta be futuristic, so Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You mean they want a bananas in 30 years' time? <laughs> it's no. only 30 years in the future, yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's nuts, isn't it? <laughs> in, in 2052, you know, uh, the all the Mario Kart players will have used up all the bananas. My <laughs> <laughs> part has got to go without. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Mario Kart, whatever, 50 will... Also, have no bananas, but it just hasn't come out yet. So, <laughs> exactly, we'll just have to wait and then have less <laughs> bananas with each game. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's maybe interesting to talk about the little, uh, the different uh, vehicles a little bit, because there's only four of them in this game, aren't there? Are there technically eight, or do the vehicle other vehicles the same? Don't matter. Yeah, right. okay. it's kind of weird. You choose only the teams, team, mm-hmm. uh, and then you choose a pilot. But the pilot doesn't really seem to change anything. So it's just about the skin. Yeah, yeah, right. It's skin, exactly. So uh, yeah, can anyone talk about the four type of vehicles? Yeah, why not? AG systems, Oricom, Forex, and Phaser. First, yeah, yeah. So. Off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah, that's yeah, very good. System. Very yeah. good, very good. It's, it's the one by default, but it's the one I feel is uh, the worst to play with. Because uh, I find it way too sensitive. Like, uh, when uh, I started the game and played it with a keyboard, mm-hmm. I just kept banging on the wall with it. But uh, as, as soon as you start switching uh, cars for something else, uh, all the other cars, I feel, are a little bit less sensitive. Yeah. Uh, you, are, you have the Oricom. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the second one? I think it's my favorite. It's not the fastest, but it's uh, I think quite balanced to control. Right. And then there's the the Kyrex. Yeah, that's the fastest. Which is, I uh, think that's the fastest. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it keeps uh, maxing out the 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 speed uh, bar. And uh, but it can't take one. any corners. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think uh, if you can master it, maybe you can get uh, the best times on on most tracks. Hmm. But uh, and then the last one is the phaser, which is uh, I, I found it to be a, maybe a little bit like the AG Systems one, but uh, yeah. maybe slow, so a bit slower, a bit lighter, so easier to control. Yeah, but uh, yeah, maybe for the more technical tracks. Exactly, it might be suited. Yeah, I think that's basically how it how it the game is structured. It starts with uh, the the Ultima Seven track, which is really it's it's really doable without using too much air brakes and and you can go really fast around that one and then i think yeah it goes increasingly more difficult as you progress and you you get more benefit out of the slower vehicles as you go on uh because you you bounce or air brakes yeah exactly you you have to really master it and then it's it's just slightly easier with either the AG systems or the Fisar one, because it's just easier to take corners with that one. 
Uh, but yeah. if you can master it with the Kyrex or the Oricom, then that's definitely faster. Although the chance of you hitting the wall is also a lot higher. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. yeah, I think that's basically the structure of the game. Most of and the in, yeah, the, in the first one uh, when you hit the, hit the wall, there's it just stops you dead. Yeah, no matter how you hit the wall. So yeah, yeah, you lose all your momentum. Yeah, it's super punishing. Yeah, in some of the later later uh, versions of the like. I remember three having some sort of like if you scrape the wall, it kind of gives you a little boost or even. Oh. So you just like it, it eases you a bit forward. So but that's just like scraping the wall, not yeah, not going to directly toward it. So yeah, and that's not that's not a way to speed up your craft at all. <laughs> like oh. <laughs> it's just it's just a safe safe net kind of. So you don't have to. You wouldn't you wouldn't lose your momentum from every scratch, exactly. yeah. Like like in in the first yeah, one, exactly. That's definitely going on with this game. You can't hit anything because then it's just over. Yeah, time is is will be horribly slow, and yeah, it's really it's really harsh, but also kind of intense because of it. It's yeah, that's what makes the the game so frustrating when you start because you you when you don't know yet. What the game is about exactly? You you just keep hitting the walls, and it's it's so punishing. Like you lose maybe three seconds every time you come to a stop yeah. because you hit hard the wall. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yes, yeah, you can really, it's really gain massive amounts of time by just knowing the track better and just mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, that's it's it's actually one of the things I like about the series is the fact that you <laughs> you really don't have anyone else to blame. Than yourself yeah, for yeah. Like, which I like in games in general, but yeah, yeah, which is very different from Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, definitely. In Mario Kart, you'll be playing the play, blaming the AI for rubber banding and yeah, exactly shooting you on the last lap and whatnot. So yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so it's it's like the opposite. Yeah, this is like you really don't pay attention to the AI mm. in this game. Um, there's two classes as well. Uh, I think I think the game starts just with the Venom class, right? Yeah, Venom. Right. So you can do all the all the races, all the tracks with the Venom class, which is essentially just a lot slower. Is that it? Yeah, it's just the speed speed difference. Yeah, and it's quite fast enough, fast enough for starters. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is fast for like beginners, but then again, uh, for uh, at least for me, I don't really like the slower ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to get really good to manage the higher speeds and that not crash into it. You really have to man of uh, master the air brakes. I think that's really the the key. yeah. The air yeah. brakes are mandatory at higher speeds. Yeah, yeah, like you can't play without them exactly. on any yeah. any. Uh, Cheap, exactly. like with the uh, Venom Quarex, I think you really need air, air brakes anyhow. Like you can't fly the thing yeah. without air brakes. Yeah. But then the other ships are pretty much fine. Mm-hmm. But then on higher levels, yeah, no, <laughs> no dice if you don't. Yeah, use your, exactly. Uh, air brakes. It's a bit different from most racing games where you just have a single brake, just just to slow you down and that's it but in wipeout there's actually a left and a right break 
right? You kind of have three. Okay. Like you have your air brakes and then just lift, lifting off your throttle. Hmm. Like that, that slows you down quite fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's true. I feel that's what a big part of what makes the the gameplay of Wipeout very special and futuristic because the controls are a bit unlike anything else. The, this air brake system that has to be in one direction or another that mm-hmm. it's like a, a sort of handbrake a little bit that it forces yeah. you to choose. Uh, do you want to go left or right? It's uh, yeah. really special, and uh, I think the, I feel it blends well into the. The whole uh, futuristic setting and uh, yeah. it makes you. Yeah, it kind of bends well with the like with the fact that you are actually driving a like aircraft. So obviously yeah. you have something that slows you down via airflow. And another aspect is also like you say you're in an aircraft, so you actually have to uh, control the tilt as well. Like if you. Oh yeah, that's a big part. That's another yeah. thing as well, which is very unique. I feel for racing games. Yeah, I don't think I've ever come across it in another racing game, in fact. No. It's interesting because it's something that you have to manage in, in sim racing, in the, the kind of games that have very advanced uh, simulation physics. Yeah. And you have to, to, to be aware of uh, in which uh, way your car is waking, in, in the left or right. Right. And that's something you have to manage uh, uh, in Wipeout too. So it's uh, really uh, interesting. Yeah, that's that's a cool comparison. Yeah. I remember some some tracks. I'm not sure if they were in this first one or in the later versions, but they actually like you could cut corners really well by tilting after jumps and whatnot. So you could mm. fly over the insides of curves and so on. So, oh yeah, that's interesting. But just in general, you have to be aware of it when you're climbing a hill or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, that those just you will just be slowing down if if you're pointing towards the ground. Exactly. And there's also that there's that big jump, that uh, very famous jump on the start of uh, Ultimate. Well, about halfway through Ultima Seven in there, that first track. Mm-hmm. That which I guess you have. I mean, I tried sort of tilting back and forth on that, and I didn't really think it made much of a difference, but. Maybe it did, and I maybe just didn't notice it. But yeah, that's... yeah, I think for the jumps it doesn't really matter that much. It's mm. mostly for for hills and, right. and things where you slow down if you're not uh, lifting along with the hill. Right. So if you're if you're just yeah flying into the ground like uh, like Elias said. Yeah, the these jumps in the first no the like the first tracks of the first game. You, most of the jumps I think are kind of. In a sense, scripted like yeah. the level right. level geometry forces the craft in this uh, like certain jump. But then there are other points in the track where you can kind of jump as well, and those haven't been forced in the uh, track because those aren't you aren't supposed to jump at that right, point right. that much. So and those those work with the tilts exactly. Okay, yeah, I think we've gone already pretty much in-depth into the gameplay stuff. I don't know if you have something to add about the gameplay stuff, Marwan, maybe? or Which camera do you use, guys? Do you use the first-person view or the third-person? Third-person, always. Yeah, me too. The first-person makes me feel a little bit queasy. You, yeah, you just uh, get sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's also harder, I think, in almost all racing games I tried, first-person never feels really right in you. you get a much narrower field of view i think yeah that's so, right you can't really see the track ahead of you yeah. yeah i think with the like wipeout is one of the 
only games or series that I use the third person view in any racing game. Like I've been playing a lot of GT Sport lately, and in that I'll use the like the front bumper cam. Mm-hmm. So like not not I can't see the car, but I can see everything from from the point of view of the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With first person racing, I always think it's very hard to actually mm. judge um, how you're oriented on the track. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I always pick third person for racing games whenever I have a, the option. Yeah. It always takes longer to to learn where are the limits of your car uh, and uh, to you have to learn the track better because you don't see it as much. It's always uh, a little bit harder in first person uh, in, in racing games. But it's funny because I actually started by playing third person because it felt more comfortable. But now, uh, now I'm, I'm starting to play more uh, in the first person view. I think uh, it's it's done quite well in Wipeout too because uh, uh, you can see the camera tilt with the car mm. in a pretty yeah. accurate way. So you can use uh, the positioning of the camera to to really feel how the the car behaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's done. Uh, the boss modes are working quite well in this game. That's cool. And it also, maybe it's just a little bit more exciting as well, the first-person view. It just feels fast. All the sense of speed is... Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Something I noticed about um, the third-person view is the fact that the the ship, the craft, is never quite in the middle. It's always either off to the left or to the right. Hmm. Not sure what that's all about. I, I don't know. Maybe the camera is just in the middle of the track. and, and Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, it actually can't, might be. I can't remember about the first one, but that's that sure sounds familiar. Like I mean, I remember there being some talk of the camera systems that they changed mm. at some point to follow the actual ship yeah. or craft more than the track. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But yeah, on PlayStation at least it it pays like for like optimization purposes it's much better to have the camera follow the track because then you can like compute from from any point whatever you will see with the camera so you don't have to like model everything and not render anything everything yeah. outside the yeah yeah camera so it's it it might be just a thing of that like for optimizing yeah optim- optimizing the rendering yeah definitely i i read somewhere that one of the things they really struggled with uh, was because the um, it's quite intense for the computers back in the day to calculate all these 3D levels. So they really had to play with the draw distance to make sure that it was all at a fast enough frame rate. Yeah. So they really took this into account when designing the tracks that they would have all these sharp bends so that the draw distance wouldn't mean that... Well, if you have a long straight and you have a really short draw distance, then it just looks awkward. Yeah, but if you have all these sharp bends, it's not so bad. So didn't they have a lot of buildings in the way as well? Like, mm. yeah, close to the track, you have the futuristic landscape and whatnot. So to all also filter out the yeah short short uh, view distance. Yeah, exactly. And this was all done on purpose to make it not look awkward. Uh, yeah. So they really designed the tracks with that limited draw distance in mind. I, it's funny because I, I didn't think about the, this technical aspect, but I, I realized too that there are very little straight lines yeah. uh, in the in the tracks, and that's part of why the game is very hard too. Because since turns blend into each other 
for throughout all the track as soon as you missed your positioning for one turn mm -hmm. you've messed up three corners the yeah. next three corners yeah. are yeah. fucked up exactly so, exactly it's really about the driving lines through multiple corners yeah. at every point exactly so yeah yeah but it's it's kind of funny that this comes from the lack of draw distance a lot of 3d games struggled with this back in the day mm -hmm. uh, a lot of them just added fog I don't know if you ever noticed that all the 90s 3D games have loads of fog. <laughs> yeah. The DOS version of Daytona USA is a really bad example of that. But that's just a bad example of everything. Yeah, but it's it's in non-racing games even. It's like in games like Tomb Raider and yeah, it's just... Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's one. And then there's stuff like Crash Bandicoot with their hellish amount of optimization just to... and. Also, the camera on, on rails mm -hmm. system yeah. Yeah, exactly. through the levels, so you have to like, so you can just uh, call everything that you don't see yeah. from the actual level. Like they don't the vertices you wouldn't see don't exist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they were really aware of of this, trying to limit the the number of triangles they had to draw. Uh, because yeah, yeah, this was a, a huge thing then. Um, Maybe it's interesting to talk a little bit about how the game was made. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Let's go. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, first of all, the game was developed by uh, Psychnosis. And I don't know if you guys knew this, but to me, it was kind of interesting to learn that these are actually English guys. Yeah. I had no idea. I thought they were Japanese. <laughs> because to me, the game just looks massively Japanese. And... I thought, well, it's for the Sony PlayStation and it's this futuristic robot stuff. <laughs> These are probably Japanese guys. No. But no, they're in Liverpool. Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, and they later later changed their name to Studio Liverpool. Yeah, as they well, later so. changed. Yeah. But yeah. uh but I had no idea that this was an English uh production. So that's to me kind of interesting. It's kind of funny as well when you listen to the announcer in Wipeout when you, when they're doing the countdown at the start and when you hear yeah. announce the weapons. Yeah, he's got a very distinct Liverpool accent. Ah, well, yeah, but they could have just employed uh, a voice actor, you know. So I mean, well, they could have done, but yeah. they, yeah, they didn't apparently. But with a, with a distinctive Liverpool accent, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from Jap like just just a sub Japanese studio, so like. We need a guy from or a girl from Liverpool to <laughs> announce our. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely what our, our futuristic game needs. Yeah, maybe that's where it's set. Um, and uh, when I was looking into Psychnosis, I learned that actually they um, they're a continuation of an earlier studio uh, that was founded in 1982 already, uh, called Imagine Software, mm -hmm. and it's basically the same people. They founded uh, Imagine Software to make games for such systems as the VIC-20 and the ZX Spectrum and, yeah, those 8-bit systems yet in the early 80s. So um, one game I found they made called Arcadia, which apparently was a big hit back in the day. Haven't played it myself. Um, but then I also learned that they worked on a game called Bandersnatch. Isn't that interesting, Florian? Is it? Yeah. So <laughs> apparently the whole Netflix Bandersnatch episode is sort of based on them. Um, yeah. They never actually released this game called Bandersnatch. It was sort of a vaporware title. They were mentioning it every year and it never came out. Uh, and apparently it was even, it was just a, a too big of a game for them to handle. And, and the studio went bust 
but then they continued into what later become uh, became psychosis. Uh, so yeah, Bandersnatch never came out. Um, they did release some other games under psychosis in the eighties. One called Bratakas of Bratakas. I don't know, a really weird title. Um, yes, yeah. But it was released for the Amiga and the Atari ST, and and that I, I think they mainly started to shift to to those kind of systems in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. I I recall them being well. I say I recall them around <laughs> them, but yeah, they were they were they were very big on the Amiga scene, and um, yeah, I always remember the all the box art and stuff. The uh, I had a guy called Roger Dean who is also responsible for making all the album covers for Yes. So oh, there you go. that's cool. That's interesting. Um, I also learned that the first DOS game they made was in 1988. It's called Obliterator. Uh, or that's the first one I could find anyway. Maybe there's a, another one. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- what's interesting is that this, uh, this 1988 game, Obliterator, is also the first of their games to have one of these animated intro videos. Um, they're made by Jim Bowers, which was one of the concept artists working there. And he was really into making these animated videos. That was like his thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, and basically, these things became just more elaborate over the years. And they became sort of known for having these really elaborate... I wonder how deeply in demo scene those guys were back in the day. Probably a little bit. I mean... At least a little bit. Yeah, that was where it's at. That's kind of where most game developers went yeah. in their time, anyhow. So. Yeah. yeah, I think so. <laughs> the, the names just don't ring a bell for me. No, so. no, and uh, yeah, maybe England also had a bit of a different demo scene yeah. from Finland. I don't know, but yeah, uh, from from most of Europe. Yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> I did read that at one point they they bought uh, a Silicon Graphics workstation just for making these intros. so that's that's how important they felt they were um they are cool they are very cool yeah so definitely not spent uh, not not money wasted um and they didn't just develop games they also published a lot of games they actually published more games than they developed uh and and some of them are titles such as shadow of the beast yeah that was a massive amiga hit uh lemmings both of them were actually yeah yeah so so yeah, they were really uh, a a big name back in the back in the day. And in the nineties, they they also had the license for the Formula One series. Oh, really? mm, that's interesting. Yeah, they were just huge. I read somewhere in a report that in nineteen ninety six, Psychosis was responsible for forty percent of all the revenue in the game industry in Europe. That's so, nice, isn't it? Yeah. So you mean of, of all the European studios, yeah. they made 40 percent? Yes, yeah, exactly. Forty percent of the of all the sales in Europe. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I see. But that's pretty huge, right? I mean, yeah, for just one company. Um, and in 1993, they were approached by Sony to uh, to make games for the upcoming PlayStation. And I think I read somewhere they were bought by Sony, but I'm not sure if it really if Sony really controlled them because they were sort of independent as well. Yeah, I think they were just a subsidiary. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how Sony did that back in the day. Like they mm. bought different uh, studios and just let them do their thing yeah. for PlayStation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so over the years, I think they became closer and closer tied to Sony. 
But at first they were, well, for one example, they were still releasing games for other systems, such as Wipeout, that they also released for DOS. Uh, but they also released Wipeout for Nintendo 64, for example, which is kind of crazy Yeah, if you're owned by Sony. <laughs> so I don't know what's up with that. but uh, I can't remember the port being any good, though. No, okay, but but... Well, do you think it's on purpose to make the Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> Look how terrible this great game looks on the Nintendo. Better buy a PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, imagine if they if, if that version had just like blatant ads for PlayStation <laughs> popping up like nowadays yeah. things have. Yeah. <laughs> this um, game is so much better on PlayStation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Wipeout was one of the uh, games that, that Sony really wanted to have on the PlayStation when it was launched. So yeah, it was one of the... They sure did. Yeah. Uh, other games uh, that were in this category were games like G-Police and Colony Wars. All these games were developed by Psychnosis. Yeah, they were um, quite big on the strategy games, weren't they? At one point. Yeah, I, I think they made all sorts of games, really. Mm. I remember uh, another another racing game by them was the Roll Cage hmm. or some, something along the line. Oh yeah, I had the demo for that. Cool. I had the full game at some point, but yeah, it, it's it's the, a racing game with cars that you can drive like on the either side, so oh, you, yeah. you you can't roll onto your roof That's in cool. the game, and then you can drive on walls and uh, ceilings and whatnot. So yeah, and um, it was also fast paced and uh, had for wire ups and whatnot. So really a similar wipeout, but still mm. actual racing with yeah. cars. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Instead of futuristic. And and uh, of course, the Destruction Derby mentioned by Marwan, which was also oh, yeah. one of these yeah. games that was released for PlayStation and for DOS. So yeah. that's, yeah, that's kind of their thing. But um, I don't know who mentioned this, but eventually they were renamed to Sony Studio Liverpool. Yeah. So, uh Yeah. And and then sadly they they closed down in 2012. So uh, that's yeah, that's kind of sad. But oh well, I'm sure they've gone on to do bigger and better. Well, <laughs> bigger and better things, maybe. Maybe hopefully are there are there bigger and better things than the original PlayStation? Well, there's really nothing we can do about it anyway. I mean, I haven't looked up any of the names of the people, like what they what they are up to nowadays. But a lot of the game devs from those times are work, still working in game development yeah. in some way, even though their studios might be closed or any, something like that. So like, yeah. they're probably really in it. Or then, who knows, maybe they're taking up totally different lives. <laughs> <laughs> they're a doctor now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they've got into that high-speed high futuristic racing scene. Who knows? Oh, yeah, preparing. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that, started, that, that only starts up in like 30, 30 years. Yeah, but you got to oh, build yeah. your vehicle now. <laughs> they have. <laughs> they, oh yeah, they after after Studio Liverpool closed, they just begun research on uh, anti gravity <laughs> racing, and they're making it a reality. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, they have they have the whole lore ups until like twenty. It was twenty fifty two when the game mm, set. Yeah, yeah, the yeah that's the that's the first game, but then they have lower up until like oh, right. 2,207. <laughs> They've got a long career ahead of them. 
racing geek goes yes. there. That's from Wipeout House. <laughs> so they have like uh, they, like they they have the the classes already, and yeah, they just need the teams. <laughs> they need to just develop it all. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, Apparently, there was a, a rumor uh, that uh, when the the studio had to close. It was uh, working on a, a Wipeout game for PlayStation 4, hmm. and oh. it was supposed to be a, a, a pretty different game compared to all the others. Oh. They were apparently trying to, to reinvent the, the, the genre. Oh, okay. That's so kind of sad. We never know. No, exactly. Ah, uh, well. Yeah. Um, I also read some people went to Rare. I think uh, that's also based in England, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Although, I don't know if they still make a lot of games now. Maybe they do. I don't know, actually. They, they still technically exist. I don't know yeah, what they do. No. Oh, well. um, one fun thing I, I read is that um, game designer Nick Burcombe and uh, Jim Bowers. Jim Bowers is the, is the guy who was making the intro videos. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to Nick Burcombe uh, in a pub. And, and they were talking <laughs> about this idea for, for a pod racing futuristic setting. Uh, really, because Jim Bowers just wanted to make a video of it, <laughs> and, uh, so he made a he made a concept video where he showed these uh, these super cool looking cars racing each other, and uh, and the video went around the Psychosis office, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, this is super new, super cool. We should make this." So the whole game was really just created <laughs> because they wanted to make this cool video. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, <laughs> all all uh, decisions um, in a pub. Yeah, that's that's how things get decided in the UK, exactly. <laughs> especially in the north. Yeah, all the good ideas just yeah, yeah. They require a couple of pints first. <laughs> I'm um, reading, reading now about the PlayStation Four release Omega Collection, which did come out, but then that's the first one of the series that's not developed by uh, them. Mm-hmm. All right, but it's it's basically. I mean, Omega Collection is just a rehash of. Yeah, it's just a HD remaster, yeah. Yeah. 2048, which all of those games were made by Studio Liverpool. So. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So um, it's... Yeah. Apparently, um, it was the, the, the aesthetic of the vehicles, like what the, the style they looked, uh, was based on an Amiga game called Matrix Marauders. Uh, which was this 1994 3D strategy game. I have never heard of this game, but... That's I, I apparently the the guys at the office were fans of these ga- this game and they thought and they do cool. look similar. Yeah, mm. it was a cool look for for the vehicles. So that's what they're based yeah. on. I'll tell you what else it looks similar to. Has anybody played the arcade game Stun Runner? No, I have not. Because nope. the vehicle in that looks remarkably similar to the mm. ones in Wipeout. Hmm. And right. the, the gameplay is very similar as well. So I wonder if they've. Uh, Played that game and sort of it's subconsciously fed into Wipeout somehow. Yeah. Or may- fed into the Matrix Marauders. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I'm uh, sure. People, I mean, yeah. The the designs are pretty similar in many kinds of yeah. games. Yeah. I think people mm-hmm. all just play all their all each other's games all the time, and you get influences left and right. That's yeah. Just, yeah. Um, I also read that the name Wipeout is actually from a 1960s uh, surf rock song from a band <laughs> called the, the Surfaris. God. 
Great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think they had this song on a on a playlist somewhere, and they uh, they just thought, oh yeah, Wipeout. That's a that's a cool name. Maybe they heard it in the pub. Probably, probably, most probably. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't name the things based on stuff heard in a pub? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, and and one last tidbit I think is interesting to to say is that um, a beta of the game was actually shown in the 1995 film Hackers. Yeah, I, I rewatched that recently, and um, it's wow. actually an arcade version of the game. But that was there was there was never an huh. arcade version, right? No, that would have been cool, though. Apparently, it was uh, it was before the release of the the game. Uh, they had a, a beta uh, a version uh, put in the film for the the actors to play. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah some, oh, some so they were they were actually playing it as opposed to it just being an overlaid video. That's yeah, I don't know. They're they're playing it. All right. Wow. That, that's, that's probably the the most interesting fact about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great. No, it's, film. It's, it's a classic. <laughs> Except maybe it, it was a. I think one of the first movies of Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, possibly. Not uh, not well, too uh, It's 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 full of stereotype, but it's it's still a fun movie. Come on. Yeah. 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 It's. I think it's cool. <laughs> There's also this thing about the ad campaign. We 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 touched on this a little bit at the beginning, but who can who can explain what happened with the ad campaign? Oh yeah, like the poster with the uh... the two people with the nosebleed. Yeah, yeah. What happened? We, yeah, they had the, this ad uh, contracted uh, to the, the Designers Republic, which is a, uh, a graphic design studio which is uh, quite known for for its implication in in music mm-hmm. in music uh, album covers etc yeah and uh, it's uh, they have quite their own uh, vibe mm-hmm. uh, when they when they do their work and they made uh, this uh, this full page poster for magazines etc which had uh, uh, two two persons having their, their nose bleeding <laughs> because they had an overdose of wipeout yeah was a very very a very strange uh, mm-hmm. ad uh, especially for uh, a mm. game yeah definitely also added with the whole rave music stuff i suppose yeah. so it was yeah, all yeah. a big yeah the the reference to drugs is exactly uh, quite obvious and it uh, it was very controversial i think at the time mm. yeah yeah, also maybe because games were really seen as a thing for kids still. So then it's really odd to have this people overdosing on a poster. Yeah. And and yeah, nobody wants that for the kids. But if you look at the poster, these guys are looking straight into the camera. And I think an overdose usually means you don't look straight into anything anymore. Mm, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> well, the just, yeah. the yeah. expert on drugs has talked. Yes, it has debunked uh, the advertisements. <laughs> well, I, I know all about drugs from popular media. <laughs> oh, yeah. I watch Pulp Fiction, okay? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good excuse. Nice catch. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I've got. I don't know if anyone wants to add anything to the whole psychosis uh, story. There's a nice article on uh, on Kotaku, actually. I think you posted the link to it, Tim. Yeah. So, yeah, it was from uh, from an from old copy of the Edge magazine, and it's yeah. just essentially how they got to the 
release of Wipeout and how they made it. Well, it's called The Making of Wipeout, so definitely worth a read. Yeah, I'll post a link up to it to, uh, along with the post and then people can mm-hmm. read it more if they're interested. So. so there is one big thing we, have, we haven't talked about really. Uh, it's the music. Oh, yeah. That's a big part of this game, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a big part of what makes it really stand out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think at the time it must have been quite innovative to to put uh, uh, maybe uh, that kind of big budget into getting uh, names uh, for for real world music uh, into your game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, not mentioning how big big beats the big beat genre was maybe at uh, it is uh, it was quite new and uh, at the time so. It was really a bold move uh, the way they they uh, introduced music into their game. Yeah, because just maybe explain a little bit to to people who might not be aware of uh, the music scene back then. What what happened exactly? They they uh, had all these famous DJs and stuff on, right? Yeah, I I, I don't know if uh, if those uh, the artists that end up on the album are from Liverpool, but. Uh, yeah, uh, they had uh, they had music from uh, from, from tracks from uh, Chemical Brothers among uh, a couple uh, others, mm-hmm. and uh, even the Chemical Brothers were uh, a big a big choice because they weren't that big at the time. Yeah, I think there was mo- they were mostly known as DJs, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm not even sure their first album was out. Uh, when the game uh, was released. Oh, that's cool. There was still sort of underground act. Yeah. I think the whole genre was pretty underground at the time. I mean, it, it all ties back to that rave culture, doesn't it? And that's... Um, yeah. That's that's kind of what they listen to. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But really cool music choice for the time. I mm. mean, this is all really sort of radical new stuff. Uh, Orbital, for example, as well. And well, most of the music I read was was made by a guy named Tim Wright, uh, who worked under the name Cold Storage. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It was still very good music. Oh, totally, yeah. And also these other tracks by, like you said, Chemical Brothers, Orbital, Left Field. Uh, so really contemporary, cool uh, dance music for the time. You can pick which track you want to listen to as well. I'm pretty sure when you pause the game, it lets you change tracks and shuffle them and stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I, I tried it a little bit, but for some reason, I think I didn't have access to all the tracks. I'm not hmm. sure why. Maybe it's yeah. the version I have. Hmm. But, uh, Maybe they weren't all included in the DOS version. Yeah, I don't know. They should be, but um, like the DOS box things and whatnot. I'm not sure how you yeah. play it, but mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. they can mess stuff like yeah. that up. And at least on the PlayStation emulation uh, front, they just don't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. It's kind of sad because it's, in a way, the music makes the game, I feel. So, yeah. Yeah, it definitely fits. Whenever I happen to play it, I just play a list of that on another yeah. something. So, like, I can just have it on, on loop there. And Yeah, that's a nice, yeah. uh, nice way to work around <laughs> the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they actually made a, a music album as well. Uh, I read they they released a promotional music album called Wipeout the Music, uh, which had tracks from the game, but also uh, just other tracks that are in that style, I think. Uh, so this was just released to promote the game as well. That was pretty uncommon back in that totally. time, wasn't it? I mean, you didn't really didn't really get game soundtracks at all. So no, definitely to both have a game that has quote-unquote proper music mm-hmm. in it and to release an album mm-hmm. of it is 
Yeah, yeah pretty bold move. Definitely, it was a, it was a time when when games stepped out of the uh, the cult status. I think they 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 became yeah. more mainstream and and less. Uh, yeah, less for nerds. <laughs> and also, I think wasn't that kind of the t- time when you actually could have like CD yeah. streamed yeah. audio yeah, totally. in totally. your game? Like that's something yeah, new as well. Totally. Yeah, the PlayStation really was all about this, wasn't it? It was like the first CD-based yeah. uh, console. Well, maybe not literally the first. I think the Amiga the CD32 was slightly. But, yeah. but was this? CDI was that? Yeah, yeah. But still, it's it's definitely the big one. Yeah, yeah. Each yeah. one of them first, and the big one. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, very very cool game. Uh, mostly because of the music. The only other contemporary game I can think of that that has quote unquote real music in it is uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah, but that's later. I think that is it. Yeah, that's quite a bit later, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, back, like, I feel most of EA stuff, like Need for Speeds and whatnot, all had... They all had licensed music in them, yeah. But those weren't, like, mm. made for the game, like, in... For, why, but it, I think most of yeah. this stuff was made, actually, just for the game. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah definitely. It's uh, It's a bit like Quake. Uh, that had music by Trent Reznor yeah. uh, from Nine Inch Nails. Mm. It's a bit, it's a bit like that. Although that was a year later, Quake. It was '96. So even at the time, they they kind of realized the whole, or it was a, a sort of breakthrough to to use uh, actual music from actual artists. Uh, I mean, published artists in their game. I see. I have a, a quote from uh, mm-hmm. the Next Generation magazine. Mm-hmm. That mentioned how it was good news, good news for gamers. Mm-hmm. That uh, Pout, uh, Wipeout uh, made developers finally realized how the right music can be used to enrich the gaming experience. So they, even at the time when the game was released, they kind of noticed uh, it had. Uh, yeah, it could have an impact on future games. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. It must have been really different from everything that was released before. As good as the music is, uh, the sound effects are a little bit lacking. I found because <laughs> they're, they're basically none. No, it's yeah, com- yeah. Well, actually, if you look at in the menus, you have to to balance uh, between music and uh, SFX. Yeah, I've uh, tried that. I, just, the, I still couldn't really hear it. Uh, yeah, the different settings don't let you appreciate the SFX a lot. Mm. But you, if you push it to the left a little bit, it gets a, a bit better. Uh, not that the SFX uh, are really awesome no. in this game, but yeah. 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 Very quiet. Maybe they didn't want to ruin the music also. With the, Possibly. Yeah. They, they spent all their budget <laughs> on the music. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I think this, this Tim Wright guy, uh, Cold Storage, he also made the sound effects. So uh, the same right. guy who made a lot of the tracks, the music tracks. So, yeah. If, if you look uh, at Star Wars Acer, that was released uh, much later. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, it shows that uh, with a uh, good uh, SFX, you can really add to the to the atmosphere of the game. Too. Totally, definitely. Yeah, totally. Because they they had a huge amount of uh, Star Wars uh, theme, the sounds in the mm. in the Star Wars game with uh, voices from various aliens yeah. and the the ships, yeah. the mm-hmm. ship sounds which were every time different. It was a really special too. Mm, yeah, not not a lot of that going on with Wipeout, sadly. Maybe in the later games, I don't know. Yeah, I feel the announcer voice is even a bit. Uh, it's a bit flat, or it's just uninspired. I don't know. He just says rocket, 
Like what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, and that that's the other thing. The the announcer announces what everybody else has, but not what yeah. you have. I found that a bit a bit odd. Yeah. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah. And like from what people have behind yeah. you, so yeah. you can anticipate, kind of expect. Yeah. Ah, okay. But it's still really odd that you're racing and then you just hear this guy saying missile. Rocket. Yeah. Mines. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is. It's weird. Okay. Shield. In I think in the later later games, uh or at least three, I think, uh it just the the announcer just just says warning mm. when there's some someone with a, like missile or yeah. something behind you. So now everything everything from other people is just warning. Yeah. And then she announces your like the weapons you have. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes more sense, I feel. Yeah, but then I think in, in at least in Omega collection, it's back to the uh <laughs> voice just telling whatever the other people people have. <laughs> but that's made much yeah. better because like <laughs> nowadays people know how to make sound effects and they fit in the mm-hmm. uh atmosphere a lot better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not it's not that blatant. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we've mentioned before that there are a lot of sequels and, and other releases, such as the Omega Collection. Um, none of them are for DOS, though, are they? No. No. Yeah, yeah. I looked up. This game was originally launched for the PlayStation and for DOS in 95. Um, and then a year later, they also released it for Sega Saturn, which is kind of an interesting choice, I think. I mean, they're they're apparently owned by Sony, but they're <laughs> releasing a game for the Sega Saturn now. So Bizarre. I think Tomb Raider was also released for the Sega Saturn. So yeah, yeah, there was sort of a thing to release games on both PlayStation and the Sega system. I don't know. Did anybody try the Saturn version? I have not because uh, that 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 did almost three D. So I can't imagine it was much of a good experience. No, no. I think the music was different as well. Was it? Yeah, at least some of the tracks because they were some of them uh, were by artists that were on a Sony label, uh. Uh, and then they didn't want to be to have them in the into the Sega game. Yeah. So uh, yeah, maybe it's interesting now that we're talking about the different versions, the Sega and the PlayStation and the DOS. Maybe it's interesting to compare them a little bit. Yeah. Um, especially in terms of graphics, right? Yeah. Well, I think the graphics are the main difference between the two yeah and the thing thing with the playstation version is i think as as we've mentioned um in the document the lighting is yeah it sort of makes and breaks the game i found mm. that when i was playing the dos version i couldn't really see corners coming up very easily so i couldn't prepare for them whereas in the playstation version i found it a lot easier right um but there's also a lot of very minor differences that i can't i don't really know why they've changed certain things like the the Speedometer, for example, is different in the PS1 version. Yeah. The color of the the text on the UI is yellow instead of red. Oh. You know, stuff like that. And and the ships have different paint jobs as well. Yeah. Bit of a puzzle. I mean, for me, I feel the PlayStation version was just more smooth in a way. Mm. And also more fluid. Yeah. Well, it had the it had the 3D acceleration didn't it whereas the dust version didn't yeah yeah that's the big difference really. yeah i mean even even today when playing it with all the power of dustbox on modern machines <laughs> i mean yeah even still it kind of feels 
smoother on PlayStation. Something to do yeah. with the, how it handles textures and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Maybe even the resolution seems different, I think. Uh, mm. At least on the, those versions I've played, I felt it was very pixelated and... Uh, yeah, very chunky. Yeah. It's like the graphics had quite maxed out what was possible with this resolution, otherwise it would be a complete mess, unreadable. Mm. Mm-hmm. But uh, on the PlayStation, I didn't, didn't have that uh, impression. Yeah, yeah. I think the frame rate is also just better on the PlayStation. Oh yeah, it's just yeah, just a smoother game all around. But the lighting is really a massive difference. I, I don't think there's any lighting at all in the. No, in the it's all flat, version, isn't really. it? Yeah, yeah. There's there's some stuff baked into the textures, but not nothing real time. Dynamic or yeah. dynamic? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a it's an episode for the PlayStation Game Club. That <laughs> <laughs> one doesn't exist yet. About the fact that there's no hardware acceleration for the game. Yeah, maybe you can you can say what that means, Florian. Because yeah, um, well, obviously that means they had to render all the graphics um, on the CPU, which is always quite a bit slower than if you do it in dedicated hardware. But um, the the reason obviously is that there simply weren't any um, widespread uh, home graphics accelerators for 3D mm-hmm. in the market. There yeah. was the um, yeah. S3 Verge came out the same year. Well, that one is utter crap. <laughs> and the um, Power VR and 3DFX cards were only released a year later. So ah, yeah, yeah, the PlayStation clearly had, had an advantage there because mm-hmm. that did 3D acceleration, I think. Yeah, totally. That's really the big difference. And I think if Wipeout had come out a year later, it would have looked massively different on the play, on the PC. Definitely. Oh, yeah, probably because with a Voodoo card. I mean... I remember the, the 2097 version i think it had a pc version um well not for dos not for uh, dos no but for like or then i'm thinking of something else but anyhow like that's one thing i remember that did look noticeably different from like the mm, first one yeah yeah it did have a windows release mm-hmm. you're right i think that also makes sense yeah i can't remember when that was released so it might have been the 1998 version also. Yeah. But but in, in any case, I think the 3DFX Voodoo was, was a massive immediate hit, right? Everybody wanted totally. one. So. Totally. Because th- that's the thing. The, this transition to 3D uh, graphics was happening without any hardware able to really support it. So all the 3D games on DOS and on PC, they looked massively pixelated and chunky because of this. So everyone was really craving for hardware to be able to render this properly. Yeah. So when the 3D Voodoo came out, it was like, oh yeah, this is it. This is what we need. It's just future now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've, I've told this story a few times of uh, me playing Need for Speed 2 Special Edition, and it had this, this um, 3DFX version of the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, the friends I played it with, they, they were so... One of them had a 3DFX card, and we yeah. all envied him like like crazy. Exactly. We, there, there were plots about um, stripping him off his 3DFX card, <laughs> none of which have ever been implemented, but anyway. <laughs> There's still time. Yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's a bit, bit late now. <laughs> Never too late for DOS gaming. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah, this is really... Uh, a, a, in a game a little bit too early maybe for what it was trying to do with the hardware available but on the other hand maybe the revolution 
happened because of games like this. Mm. Most certainly. Uh, I think games like games like this came out and that's what people well what made them think well we really need some hardware to 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 do this run this program. it was a interesting period because hardware evolved so so fast and uh, yeah it was released at a time where consoles had a little bit of a, a had a start compared to mm-hmm. to pc so it's already depend each year was different was yeah crazy times Exactly. You, if you had the same computer for three years, then well, you basically could not play anything. It was just nothing for for it to run because mm-hmm. everything changed so quickly. Yeah, well, that's so, kind of the same nowadays with modern games. Uh, how is it? I don't. I don't well, feel like like that at, at all. I bleeding edge of games. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but nowadays you can always games. you can always reduce graphics details nowadays, and you yeah. can play a, a new game on a ten-year-old computer no, pro- no problem. Yeah, I don't mind having no ray tracing in my 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 water in a battlefront. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but that's the thing. You can just there. There's still there. There are games released now that you can play on old systems. But back then, you, uh, yeah, right. Uh, a new de- game, there, there's not, not much run. much detail you can reduce and wipe out. No, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I think the system requirements are pretty hefty for the time as well. Uh, I imagine you need a pretty fast 486 or maybe even a Pentium. Mo- Moby Games says you need a 486. Mm. Mm, a DX2, right. so like a, a 60 Yeah, megahertz. that's a fast one. Yeah, that's uh, so that's the yeah the high end of what was available then. Um, yeah, maybe it's it's. I mean, some of them have been mentioned quickly, but maybe it's fun to run through all the sequels quickly. Yeah. Uh, only only the first game came out on on DOS and uh, on the PlayStation, and a year later on the Sega Saturn. Um, but then, yeah, loads of sequels really. Uh, Wipeout 2097 is the first yeah. one, which came out on PlayStation and Saturn, but also came out on uh, Windows and Mac and, and things like that, I think. There's a funny story about Wipeout 2097. I don't know how true it is, but in the uh, in the US it was called Wipeout XL. Huh. And the reason being is because they thought if they released it as 2097, the, uh, the Americans would be wondering where the other 2096 games went. <laughs> that seems like a very silly story. They have a lot of trust in uh, in their public. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's what British people think of Americans, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the next I'm one is sure. Wipeout sixty four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't they didn't bother with that. Where one, are the they? previous sixty three? <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> Just keeps going down. What, what, what is the third one? Yeah, Wipeout 3. The third one is Wipeout 3. Even so. though it's technically the fourth. Uh, it makes no sense. <laughs> it's technically no the fourth sense. one, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then uh, the next one is Wipeout Fusion for the PlayStation 2. Uh, and, and Wipeout Pure, they released for the, for the PlayStation Portable. Uh, HD for PlayStation 3. And Wipeout 2048 for the Vita. I think that's really around the time the studio was closed. Maybe with that numbering scheme, they should have waited and made it an Xbox game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think I think they all worked on uh, on on these titles in the in in the past years. But yeah, 2048 is the last one developed by them. I think. Yeah, and the, psychosis. I guess the last new one as well, because Omega Collection is just a HD remake. Right. 
exactly. It's it's, it's, it's a damn good remake though. Like it it really combines everything really well. So mm. like mm-hmm. uh, HD and pure were combined in the PlayStation Three version, I think. Mm. But mm. then the Omega collection is really the end all for the modern ones. Yeah, and that was released in two thousand seventeen. Have not any Wipeout games been released since? Is anything planned? Are they working on things? No, I don't think so. I haven't heard of any. Mm. Well, why why should the Wipeout fans be better off than the F-Zero fans? That's not fair. Mm. (laughs) Uh, I mean, for the the fans, (laughs) there's the community of fan or whatever game, uh, Ballistic NG, I think. Yes, I've heard of that. Which is pretty much the kind of old Wipeout Three wipeout one wipeout twenty ninety seven esque thing made from the ground up uh, for PC. Right. There's also a game on on Steam called Redout, which is a very similar concept. In fact, yeah. I'm pretty sure it is just <laughs> wipeout made by different people. Yeah. I I have most. I think I played a little bit uh, of both. Uh, Ballistic mm-hmm. NJ is probably the closest thing you can find to wipeout on PC. If yeah. I remember well, mm-hmm. I think Redout had uh, slightly different physics. It didn't, didn't play the same. So, but it, it was still a good game too. So, can, mm. both are mm. worth uh, giving a try if you if you're into Wipeout stuff, uh, except with uh, better graphics and on your PC. Oh, that's interesting. There was also a game on the Switch called Fast RMX. Has anybody played that? Yeah, I have actually played that. I have. It's uh, it's one of the three games I have on the Switch, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's it's pretty good. I like it. It's uh, yeah, it's very wipeout like, uh, and it's pretty cool. It's fast. It looked good. So, I think the tracks are maybe a little bit less interesting than Wipeout, and so is the title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh well, but no, it's good. It's it's a cool mm. game. Um, Maybe it's it's fun to to list or look at a few of the reviews from back in the day, uh, some of the uh, contemporary reviews. Uh, I don't know if anyone has looked up any of them. I, I looked up a bit of it. Um, okay. Well, obviously the PlayStation version has really great reviews. Yeah. Um, they're typically in the 80s to to some um, 10 out of 10 ratings and stuff like that. Wow. The PC version, on the other hand, uh, can go as low as 40% for what? some reviews. That's crazy um, low. Well, I don't know. Let's let's see what they write. Um, so, um, Computer Games Magazine wrote: mm-hmm. the game is extremely difficult. Um, mm. Once you've been through the tracks, the tracks a few times, however, there's very little fresh to keep you playing. Mm. So, I don't know if that's true. Um, no, but then they they complain a bit about the, the graphics. They are okay. Yeah. Um, well. I don't know. They they don't really say here why they gave it forty percent. Seems really low, but yeah. But there there's also PC Joker, a German one that gave it forty six percent. Not great. And either. Then there are a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, not not really. No. And there are a few in the in the in the in the sixties to seventies ratings, and but then a couple ratings that actually just sound like uh, the PlayStation ratings. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very mixed for the yeah. PC version. All over the place, really. Yeah, I think I think it's really because they were a bit too early. They were trying to push to a place where the PC just couldn't really go at the time. Yeah. So I, I think some people appreciated that, but other people just went, "What's this rubbish? What's this?" <laughs> yeah. So 
Maybe that's the reason. Yeah, and I think the difficulty curve might be pretty harsh on the first one. Yeah. Like, even though it is pretty nice, if you yeah. know what you're getting into, it's still quite harsh if you're just like, whoa, what's this game? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and also no multiplayer, so you can't play against a friend. Well, if you have two PlayStations and two TVs, then of course you can play it. But yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at some reviews here. Um, there's a review here from 1995 that gave it a 90% wow. for the DOS version. And it says, compatibility is not a problem and the network play is a welcome oh. feature. So, it must do somewhere. I don't know where it is, but it must. Oh, that's interesting. Where this guy found it. Maybe it's, it's a separate executable or something. Because it... Possibly. So that's possible as well. Or maybe you need IPX drivers loaded, or well, there's so many options. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And also, I think it can be the 2097. Uh, yeah. Was that released for for PC? Yeah, it was. Yeah. But not for DOS. This 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 review uh, explicitly mentions DOS. Uh. Yeah, this review is okay. Yeah, then it is the DOS version. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so maybe there is a that's something mm. to look into because if we can play this over the network, it would be a pretty cool LAN game, I think, as well. Yeah, I wonder if was there a I think there were a couple of re releases, weren't there? Maybe it's in one of them. Oh, yeah, I see now. Uh, ah, okay, I opened the README file that is in the, in the game's directory and it says mm-hmm. this version of Wipeout does not come with the multiplayer option. <laughs> A new version right. will be released in the future <laughs> with serial and network play. Please refer to the card included in the box for more information. So actually, I think... So yeah. you do have the card in the box, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you do have the box, uh, right? <laughs> well, actually, I sent it in, but then I got it back because apparently uh. the address is unknown. I don't know. Um, but uh, so, yeah... Obviously, what happened is that they released the game without the network option, but later released an update. Uh, and they wanted yeah. people yeah. to write in these uh, registration cards so they could be sent the update, but I never received mine. So Damn. So, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Maybe we, we can hunt down uh, an updated version with the multiplayer somewhere. And then, yeah, we can try it over the internet. Would be cool. Yeah. Uh, right. So, so if people want to buy it now, is that possible? You can buy the PlayStation version. That's available on PSN, mm. I believe. Right. If you wanted to get it for the PS3. It's really good. Okay. And that's the Omega yeah. Collection, right? Yeah, the Omega Collection. And, oh, well, the uh, HD and Fury version for PS3 as well. It's still on PlayStation Network. Right. Okay. I believe you can buy the original as well, I'm pretty sure, on PSN. And that'll run on PS3. Is that not just the Omega Collection version, though? No, no, no. It's the it's the the actual PS One version, so you can buy either. Oh, wow! Is that available as well? I believe so. Yeah, there's a lot of original PlayStation games on the uh, PSN store. I, I I might have to pop out my PS Three. <laughs> ah, cool. Sounds cool. I mean, though the the way I like to play my version is via PSP. Mm. Uh, because you can get a or many, I mean PSP has a built in PlayStation 1 uh, emulator right yeah which you can run uh, we used to run run all sorts of games yeah so I have the Wipeout 3 for that hmm that's cool yeah that's cool and it's it's 
so much better than <laughs> so much better than the uh, Fury or was it Fury? Yeah. No, you know, no, Pure is for PSP. That's yeah. not as good as yeah. Wipeout 3. Just a normal PlayStation now, exactly. But but what if people want to play the DOS version though? Is that like doable? How I think I think eBay is the best bet for that. Yeah, it's not really on Steam or GOG or anything. No, no. No. So basically it's hard to find. Yeah. Yeah, so either you just get lucky on eBay or you find a pirated copy, I what? guess. There is a, it is on archive.org. Work as well. Like no. they <laughs> have weird issues. I tried yeah. it. So <laughs> Yeah. I, I I ran mine in DOSBox and it just had a crazy frame rate. Yes. And and everything was just super fast. Uh, and it's also kind of difficult to get the music working, so I found that in DOSBox, if if the menu was an okay frame rate, the game would be super super slow. Yeah, and if the game was an okay frame rate, the menu would be ridiculously fast. Yeah, and you'd get to the demo. Uh, it it yeah. would play a demo reel, yeah. and it would play like three seconds if it's yeah on a yeah fast yeah. So. yeah. Well, it also did that on my Windows 2000 computer, and that's oh. possibly an issue with Windows 2000's implementation of DOS. It, I think it's. The um, it might be the actual port as well. Possibly, yeah, yeah. Maybe, I mean, most yeah. most of the comparison videos I've looked at and and the one you linked, mm-hmm. they yeah. show the menu being fast as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah, I you made managed a... to find oh. a, a version uh, from a, an abandonware website, uh, which managed to to set up those box to to make it work pretty well, really mm. without the menu issues. So okay. maybe it's really just. Uh, those box settings, Maybe. yeah. Those box yeah. does handle a lot of weird things if you right. spend the time to configure it, right? Yeah. So that's a shame that it's so difficult to get it running nowadays, though. Mm. Yeah, and I, I really think the best bet is to just get it on a PS One emulator. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah, and that's probably the best version too. Like yeah, best it version. is. Yeah. It, it is better on the PS One. Yeah. So, course, your best right. bet is to get a PlayStation, get a Scout cable, and plug it into a Trinitron. But you know, not everybody can do that. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the best best way to play this is to get two PlayStation ones, <laughs> set up a link <laughs> and cable, <laughs> and get two, two TVs, and get get your brother, brother, friend of yours, and play with them. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um. So yeah, what do we think of this? Did it hold up? I think it was kind of cool. Yeah, it 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 was uh, it held up better than I expected it to, because obviously being the first game in the series and also possibly the first game of its type and also mm-hmm. the first proper three D kart racing game, it's it's surprisingly good and and it does hold up very well. It's not aged all that much, um, and yeah, 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 uh, agreed. It's uh quite impressive because it's mm. still very very hard but uh, once you manage to get past that and uh, start to master the tracks it's uh, really satisfying to play so uh, even if it's quite uh, old and it's first of its uh, of the series it's still uh, pretty much uh, nailed in terms of uh, gameplay mm. yeah yeah definitely and i feel one large part of that is is kind of that the fact that the gameplay is still fluid like mm. 
even though it, yeah. it kind of looks like an old game and feels old and has all sorts of configuration issues on DOS and whatnot, it's still fluid in the gameplay. Like, yeah, you still have control over the ship and whatnot, so it sure does hold up. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I feel as well, that they made the right choice um, between the gameplay and the graphics. Like, maybe the graphics are not the, the, the best in class, but at least the game plays fast and, and fluid and it responds quickly. So, in the end, that's really more important than how fancy it looks, really, I think. And I think I think the game's aesthetic helps its graphics as well, because if it, if it was just your bug-standard racing game, then it would look probably quite dated now. Hmm. But because it's got that very unique cyberpunk aesthetic to it, right. it, it looks a bit more fresh. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. That's cool. Pixely, pixely mess is still an aesthetic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, yeah. Do you have any closing thoughts, Florian? Well, um, I'll abstain from from giving my um, recommendation whether to play it or not because I just played a couple of days of F Zero before trying Blackboard <laughs> for a few hours. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't think I'm very objective on this topic. So your 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 recommendation is uh, F Zero is a very good game. The best, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, okay. But it's cool. I, I wish this game was easier available for, for people to try. Because yeah. uh, I think if they if they just put some kind of uh, cool re-release on GOG or something, that, that could be cool for people. Mm. But yeah, it's not it's not on there. So, oh well. So, yeah, that's Wipeout, I think. Does anyone have anything to add or maybe something we missed or just a fun story? Is the scoreboard still open? <laughs> it will be forever. <laughs> the scoreboard is still open, and it will be open forever. Uh, in fact, people are still posting times to our uh, Grand Prix circuit uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. scoreboard. So, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy the times that people manage to have on Grand Prix circuit. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I fully expect uh, people to still post times to the Wipeout scoreboard in years from now. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it totally will remain open and... and we we uh, yeah we're we're very happy if people are uh, want to want to spend some time and and put in good times and uh, show us what their what their skills are. If uh, if it gets to the year twenty fifty two and we have these cars in real life, can we post our real times? <laughs> De- definitely, <laughs> but you just have to upload a screenshot along with it, <laughs> and then it will all be fine. Yeah. <laughs> if for the the podcast still runs in twenty fifty two, maybe oh, I'm we can sure have. Oh, it will uh, be. Yeah. Uh, a real life meetup when we, where we can play the game in real life. Yeah, yeah, in real life would be, would be like eighty years old. All of us, it will be yeah. awesome. Just get in that pot and go. Yeah, <laughs> fire the rockets at each other. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> cool, cool. Okay. Well, yeah, that's Wipeout then. Um, I think we just have some some uh, club update stuff then to uh, to round this off with, Florian. Yeah, um, well, at the moment, um, we're recording this just a couple of days before Christmas, so December mm-hmm. is nearly over, but we're still playing Ultima 7, which is obviously yep. named after the Wipeout track. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, just just um, for, I guess, for, for trademark reasons, they changed the first letter to a U, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Something like strange. that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, um, lawyers and stuff. Um, <laughs> next month. In January, we're going to play one of my all-time favorite games, Worms. 
Ooh. Mm. Ooh, looking forward to that one like like I'm, crazy. So I'm like, yeah. December is over soon enough. <laughs> does it have multiplayer? Ah. <laughs> it does. Totally. Totally. Okay. Okay. See you then. <laughs> At work, we have a computer dedicated for oh, worms. That's awesome. That's awesome. We need to get a game together. It's also a British production, I think. It uh, is. Just, yeah. It's made by Team 17, which uh, I think is a British game developer as well so I'm looking uh, forward to being very patriotic on that one exactly <laughs> <laughs> serve your serve your country by playing worms <laughs> <laughs> well yes um, worms and uh, in February we're going to play nomad which is what? like a, a nomad <laughs> which is nomad which is <laughs> I wonder how long we're going to keep that going <laughs> <laughs> which is no like seriously an, yeah what is that it, I think it's kind of like Elite, like uh, a space ah. flight game. I don't know okay. much about it. It's been suggested. No. We picked it. So let's find out about that one. Hmm. Yeah, because we've been playing a, a kind of a mainstream games these last few months, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, well, uh, let's say um, Wipeout, Ultima, Worms, Descent. Oh, we didn't talk yeah. about Descent yet. but <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's nice to mix up the, the, the big names with some obscure games every yeah, we, once we in a while. We definitely need more obscure games because yeah. some of the obscure <laughs> titles we played were actually the most rewarding games to play, mm-hmm. I feel, for the club. So yeah, so you can find out stuff that that maybe you don't know yet, and for all the big titles, everybody yeah. seems to know a lot about them already. Yeah, exactly. So, but but for example, nobody knew Transarctica, right? So exactly. That's yeah. something everybody learned about. So yeah, Nomad. Looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, let's find out about that one. And in March, which will be our anniversary month, month mm-hmm. we're uh, and it's also our first person shooter month. But yeah. this time we are we're mixing it up a bit because we're going to play Descent. Which is exactly. still a first-person shooter, but it's still an FPS. It's kind of a first-person shooter as well. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it is, but it's not. It's not not quite what you imagine when you say first-person shooter. Yeah, yeah. You shoot things. It's in first person. What am I doing? <laughs> you get additional degrees of freedom, exactly. Yeah, so. yeah. it's just uh, getting getting lost the the, the shooter. <laughs> 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 well, we will see. We'll see how we will adapt to it. I, I don't. I don't think many people actually played. Um, or many, not, not many people I talked to played a lot of Descent. Hmm. So maybe with some practice, we'll get better. Yeah, I played some back in the day. It was cool. And I got lost a lot. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't really matter, right? No, I no, mean, no. I get lost in... In, um, in real life. In Doom as well. <laughs> <laughs> and in real life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. When, I, when, I, when I was working as a, as a computer technician, my colleagues kept saying that I was very good at getting lost in the client's mm. uh, flat. So Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a skill. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's what's happening the, the upcoming months. Um, if you like this DOS stuff, you can join us over at dosgameclub.com. We've got uh, forums where you can talk about the games and also suggest new ones. Um, you can also chat with us on IRC, which is a great way to just stay in touch and, and also... Uh, yeah, if you want to be on the podcast, then that's another way of reaching out and, and you know, getting getting to know us. And Well, but, you know, wh- whichever way you pick to reach out to us will probably get you on the podcast. If you can convince us that you actually played the game and liked it. <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. If you're interested, just any way you reach us is fine. Yeah, that's true. Um, and if you're not an IRC person, then we also have a widget on the website, which links to the IRC channel. So you can chat with us through the website. 
Um, and last but not least, you can follow us on Twitter, where we're also called DOS Game Club. And yeah, we just post stuff there, keep you updated on the podcast and everything. So yeah. And you can also participate in the polls on there, can't you? Definitely. Yeah. Sometimes we have polls and sometimes we just share, you know, deals on GOG.com or just interesting DOS stuff. So yeah, that's, that's a, a good way to stay in touch as well. Um, if you listen to this in a podcasting app, then we really would appreciate uh, if you uh, leave a review or or just give us, I don't know, stars or our, however it works. <laughs> just waiting. Yeah, click click on something, <laughs> and it yeah. helps to uh, click click on the biggest number you can find. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, yeah, that helps us out. And and other than that, we'll uh, see you all next time, I guess. So. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot for, for joining and uh, see you next time. It's a pleasure being bye, here. Bye. 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 bye.